Jalen Brown makes the All-NBA team. That's great news. Jason Tatum did, too. We'll talk about that. And Joe Mazzulla getting outcoached. Maybe not for the reasons that you think. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. It's right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast drop to the device of subscribers. So open up that podcasting app, click subscribe, and you'll get it as soon as the show drops. You can also do the same thing on YouTube, ring the bell. Once I drop the video, you'll know. So hop in the comment section as well. We'd love to see you there talking. Lots of Sixers fans in there. Oh my God, I could I didn't even want to go in there and, and see. So check it out. I'm John Corrales. I played basketball professionally a long time ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Today, later on, we'll talk about the game. We'll talk about this upcoming game six. We'll talk about our thoughts about that. We'll talk about Joe Mazzulla and his coaching, uh, some of the things that I've seen. And uh, let's start by bringing in my all-podcast all-NBA guy. Hey. Podcasting all-NBA I definitely would have given you a third place vote. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. I would have meant, man, third team, all Corrales podcast. We love it. We love yeah. it, folks. Yeah. I would have had I would have had to vote you in as a producer because <laughs> the, the on-air stuff is just too loaded for you. So I would have had to, but I would have got you on there. I would have got you on there. Look, man, I, all I wanted, all I want to see, I like others receiving votes. I just want to see that little, that little one next to it. That's all I need to see. Jalen Brown is second team all NBA. Jason Tatum is first team, which everybody expected. He got 92 of the 100 first place votes. So that that's pretty much a, a slam dunk there. Yep. So um, obviously the big discussion is contractually what this means. And basically what it means for Jalen Brown and the Celtics is you don't have to wait around. This summer, they, they are now allowed to offer him the five-year, almost $300 million Supermax that he can sign that extension. It's the absolute most money he's going to make. He does not have to do the wait to become a free agent thing like everybody had been afraid of. Uh, and and it's as I've said, it's the last thing you want is to give him an opportunity to go out there and test the waters, lock him up now. Uh, so that opportunity is there. I think this is a win-win. Tom, I, I tell me you think completely differently. This is the worst thing that could happen to the Celtics and Jalen Brown. <laughs> No, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, this is like objectively good news for the Celtics and not also not like a huge surprise. I mean, I feel like it, it kind of seemed like it was trending in this direction. Honestly, I mean, if there is a surprise, it's like second team, like the, 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 the good, yeah, the campaign for Jalen to uh, to make an all NBA team and uh, really worked like he's yeah. Um, so second team is a, is a great spot for him. He had a great season. I, I think that well-deserved. And if you're the Celtics, this is just yeah, this is. Um, this is great news. I mean, even, um, you know, e even even given all the frustrations, just kind of knowing that um, you're going to have by far the most money that anybody can offer yeah. Jalen Brown. That's that's a big deal. Yeah. I, I look, and, and the thing is, he made it as a forward, which yeah. is yep. the, the the campaign worked. 
Jalen Brown is a forward campaign work because he's been a shooting guard forever, but make perfect sense that, you know, with the Celtics, the the way they've been starting with Smart and Derek White for a majority of the season, what else would Jalen Brown be? So that that worked. The word got out. Um, He made it, and that's great. So now the expectation is as soon as the Celtics are able to offer it, they will offer it because you can't get another Jalen Brown out there. There's just – I know that we're in the middle of some frustrating times and I have seen some frustration in people. We're already starting to see fake trades from, you know, just idiots with talk shows. Uh, that's just Without naming names. Did you see the uh, Jalen Brown for Jordan Poole one? <laughs> yeah, I know that that's, that's the one I was referencing idiots with talk shows, Oh my gosh. Um, which just design it to, to, you know, stir the pot. It's Absolutely. just designed to get reaction. That's why I'm not naming names. Uh, but if people, I, I know just by naming the, the thing, somebody's going to go look for it regardless. All you, know, you have to, all you have to know is that it was that is that that yeah. was the thing that was all. That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah. 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 So, uh, this is, this is obviously great for, ta- for Jalen yeah. and, and look, let's, let's just for the sake of discussion, say that he's not sure what his future is. You still sign this deal. You still sure sign this deal because, okay. If you're saying, ah, I don't know, let's give it a couple more years and see, he could always ask out. And by then, who knows where the Celtics are going to be? Absolutely. There's the new the new collective bargaining agreement. I I still haven't seen it because I actually I believe, other than the terms being agreed to, there's still negotiation going on as to how the rules will be written specifically. And so it's not a done document yet. And so I don't know when certain things are going to be phased in and blah, blah, blah. That is all to say, I don't know what kind of team they're going to build around these guys and when they will have to blow it up at some point down the road. Like there's just the natural ebbs and flows. Teams are, teams suck. Then they become good. Then they become championship contenders and then they suck again. That's, that's the preferred life cycle of an NBA team. That's the best chance you got. So that's it. Uh, you still sign the deal, Jalen Brown. You still see if you can win a championship here because you got that championship on your resume. It makes everything better. And then at the end, you say, okay, is it, maybe he says it or maybe the team says it or whatever. You say, all right, we, maybe we need to part ways. And some young team looking for a star can, you know, that, that that's the, that's what happens. So there's, yeah, you, uh, you get, well, we know how this goes. You get four uh, unprotected first-round picks yes. and you know swaps from the Brooklyn Nets, and then you, you know, right. you, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then just side note, so I, I don't think there's anything more to say about Jalen Brown. It's 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 great news. It's awesome. Congratulations, yeah. Jalen. You know, congratulations to Jalen. Like, let me just emphasize that. Emphasize yes. all caps, bold, underline. Congratulations to Jalen Brown. It's just, he's gone through so much with trade rumors and all of that. It's a little bit of validation. May, okay, let, let's, let me do this. Let me do this. Curveball. An in-game adjustment. Mm, mm. Does... At least someone can make one. Pow, pow. No. Pow, pow. <laughs> All right. I don't uh, even really believe that. That was, that was, I know, that was I a know, cheap I know. shot. That I was, apologize. It was an absolute cheap shot. But, uh, but hey, the, look, jokes don't need to be based in reality. They just need to land, buddy. 
Yeah. First rule of comedy. Did somebody laugh? Great. Then it's a good joke. <laughs> Jalen Brown making all NBA. Does that lift a weight off his shoulders to have him play more freely over the last game or two of the series to really say, ah, all right, I made it. The work, it's there. It's done. It's paid off. Now, Let's go get this chip. Think about it. Chew on it. Come back after the break to discuss that. First, today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Hey, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit, just like Jalen Brown. It's the same thing when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure that every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your profile, your ride to My Garage, and look for the green check to know the part will fit, or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed, get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I want to thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. I'm back tomorrow with a post-game podcast from the Wells Fargo Center. I hope it's not a postseason podcast, but I will be there. I will be on the floor right after the game talking about what happened. So if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Tom Westerholm, what do you think about the possibility that Jalen Brown, who's already been playing well, mm -hmm. gets this boost, this feeling of like validation? Ah, yes, the league does actually recognize me as one of the top 10 players in the league, second team, top 10 player. And he comes out and has a great final two games. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say two games. I mean, I think it's possible. I, I, I think, I guess that kind of depends on how much of Jalen's problems have been self-inflicted and how much, you know, they've been like, and like you said, I mean, he's, he's played pretty well. Like it's not, um, you know, but how much of them are, um, you know, a result of, his own play, how much of them are a result of the, uh, you know, the Sixers defense, like, like, like kind of where that lands. Like if this, if Jalen has had this weighing on him, then absolutely. Also, if Jalen has had this weighing on him, that's mm. probably not ideal because it's yeah. like, yeah, you're in the middle of a playoff run. Like you're probably going to make it. Um, I don't, I, 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 I kind of doubt that that's the case. I think Jalen is, is, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I think he's a very professional player. You know, I, I think he's, he's, we see that every off season, he goes into the off season. He works really hard. We see that, uh, you know, during the, during the season, we, you know, he, you know, he shows up, he, you know, plays hard. He, he uh, you yeah. know, gives good post-game interviews, you know, like he's, he's, he's professional. So I do think that I, I kind of have my doubts that it's that like this single thing is going to kind of turn things around and, and, and kind of turn him into, uh, um, sure, sure. you know, because for both those reasons, right? Because first he, he has had several quite, nice games um and then also like I, I think that he's he seems pretty self-motivated as well but maybe i don't never know. know hey never look, know. 
Jason Tatum has had big boosts after he has won big awards. That's true. And, and maybe true. maybe it's not that it was weighing on him. Maybe that's just the wrong way to frame the question. Maybe it wasn't weighing on him. Maybe just getting this and the validation can can loosen him up a little bit to be like, you know what? Yeah, let's roll. And he's already playing well, but he's been in foul trouble and he's been in like maybe there's just a little bit of tenseness that can go away. It's I don't think it's in any way a bad thing that he's going to be like, hey, hey, guys, second team all NBA over here. Uh, <laughs> let me just get this ball and just do everything for you because seven, second team all NBA. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. But uh, I think anything that just kind of like confidence, confidence is a big deal. Hey, this team looks like it could use some. So, yeah, if that's no. if it gives them a little boost, I guess there is that confidence and validation yeah. for a guy that. Maybe sometimes struggles with his confidence. Yeah. Maybe sometimes struggles with the lack of validation that looks around the league. Is always in trade rumors and always in this, maybe a little validation there. Yeah. Knowing that, hey, you're going to get a $300 million contract. Like, <laughs> that's, can you imagine? You're already a millionaire, but it's like. Literally, no. Like, it's like. Can you imagine? Up, no. <laughs> no. Somebody just comes up and goes, hey, this is a lottery ticket. This is a winner. So I'm giving you the winning lottery ticket. No, 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 no. Somebody comes up to you and says, you're so good at your job. Yeah. I'm going to give you $300 million in like a couple months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't imagine that. No, that's not, that's not good. I'm waiting, for, uh, you to, I'm waiting for you to come to me and tell me that, but. I can whatever. offer you, I can actually offer you $300 million, 300 million of nothing. There's literally nothing that I can offer you 300 million of that's, I can't, I can't even joke. I I, fractions of anything I've, I'm afraid of like, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. Bucket of sand. I'm okay. Maybe I can offer you 300 million granules of sand. Okay. But right. even that, I'm not sure. Somebody <laughs> might be like, uh, John, that's like the entire coastline of Florida. Like, I, don't, I have no idea. I can't, I can't fathom what that is. It feels like a lot. It feels it's like a lot, a lot of money. It is a it's lot, lot of money. money. Uh, by the way, I, I teased the Jason Tatum thing before. Jason Tatum makes first team All NBA, and he also has uh, a stake in in uh, getting this. He, but but also not really. He he also is supermax eligible, um, but not he, he can sign a contract, an extension, a five year, three hundred eighteen million dollar extension next summer. To the best of my understanding, that's not something he wants to do because that's an extension based on his current contract sure. where he's going to make 30 some odd million. Uh, what's the number? I have it right here. He's going to make 37 million uh, in the final year, which is a player option of his deal. If he signs the extension, it's on top of like that opts in and then he signs that extension. But if he opts out, then he gets into the first year of the new TV money. Right. And he, I, I don't know what the cap smoothing thing is going to be, but he could almost like double that money. He's he could go from 37 so to 74. Money. Like he could really yeah. double yeah. that money or get close. Like Jalen's going to make 50 something million dollars in his first season. And that's incredible. Tatum is going to dwarf that yep. with the new TV money because the cap is going to spike and he's just going to get 35% of that cap, that first year of that cap. Those contracts in that first year, everybody just be aware. Be aware of two things. 
Gird your loins, prepare yourself. <laughs> One, Jason Tatum will reject an extension. Yes. Don't flip out when Jason Tatum rejects an extension next summer. Two, Jason Tatum's going to make so much money in that next contract. There's going to be a group of guys in that next contract that the numbers that you're going to see, the $500 million contracts, he's going to make a billion dollars gross over the rest of his career. He will finish his career having grossed $1 billion in NBA salary. That's just unbelievable. I can talk about fathom. I can't, I can't grasp it. Just in his salary, by the time he is done, yeah, he will have grossed, assuming you know, no injuries or anything like that. But even with an injury, uh, unless unless I'm not even gonna go down that road. He is going to gross over a billion dollars in just NBA earnings. Never mind the sneaker deal. Never mind yep. the endorsements. Yep. Never mind all that other stuff. That's extra. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's that's lottery money. That is lottery money. Because even av- even though athletes are get get taxed like crazy and have agents fees and stuff like that, they uh he's still going to clear something around 400 million over the course of his career. Shout out to Rafi Westerholm <laughs> out there. Not a problem. I just keep talking. and just let Rafi get through his thing. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's the Jason Tatum stuff. So don't be freaked out by his, uh, dumping the, uh, saying, nah, I don't want that extension because he's literally going to be like, yeah, I'm going to wait for you guys to give me, 500 million instead of 300 million. <laughs> like, come on. Whew. Yeah, man. Uh, NBA money's a little different. It's, uh, and I mean, it's, it's funny too, because it's, it's like, you know, previously when you saw these types of contracts, you'd be like, oh, wow, that's like baseball money. And it's like the NBA is starting to get to a point where it's like, no, that's, yeah. that's just, that's just, just NBA money. That is NBA money. That's just, this is where we are. Quick, quick side note to that. I'm I'm so curious. I think the one of the side effects, and this is going to be this be like a summer discussion, but I just want to toss it out there right now. It used to be that good role players would be like, "Hey, man, I got to go make that star money," and they might like screw themselves up or anything like that. You know, like they would really try so so hard to be like, I, I got to make that star money. And the star money is always going to be the star money. $500 million, a first year starting at $70 million is going to be crazy. But somebody like Grant Williams, his first year, next year, it really could be $20 million. It yeah. really could be yeah. for a variety of reasons and not necessarily because he deserves $20 million, whatever. But with the new CBA and pretty soon when the new TV money comes in, these middle, these middling guys, these you know mid-level guys, $20 million is going to be about what you make. You, you could make a hundred million dollars just as a solid role player. Yeah. I mean, and like, congrats to Grant, man, because like, it really did not look like he was going to be in that range. Like it just like, you know, given like, especially down the stretch, like um, just kind of didn't look like he was going to hit it. But honestly, I think you're right. Like, I think there's going to be quite a few role players who get into that stretch, get into that, um, get into those conversations and actually make the money that they were hoping they were going to make. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like good for them. That's, that's, that's great. 
Another side note, I wonder if people are going to start trying to sign these two, three-year deals, these two-year deals to try to get into the new TV money. But that's another side note. All right, let, let's. that's enough contractual stuff, Dan. We're in the playoffs, man. So I want to say, everybody, Locked On Celtics is here for you throughout. I'm, I'm hoping that there's not a new uh, a, a new phase of the Locked On Celtics podcast uh, heading into the off season. I want to keep doing post game podcasts. The plan is, if the Celtics win here, Game Six, which I expect that there will be a post-game podcast Thursday night. They're off Friday, Saturday. So normal podcasting schedule, no podcast Friday night, no podcast Saturday night. Sunday post-game, game seven would be the next podcast. So, Tom, we are looking at this game six. <sighs> Call me crazy, man. I do expect them to win this game. I mean, but this is this is the least confident I've been in an expectation of winning this game. I am leaning heavily on the, the, the rule that I have set that has not failed me this season. They do not handle prosperity. Well, they are great with adversity. They know Jay King had the story about, you know, talking to Marcus smart and saying, Hey, let's run, let's get out there and run. And we've seen them play fast and how good they can be. Mm-hmm. There are clips floating around about things the the Sixers are doing. I'm like, okay, I've watched that clip for like 15 seconds. I can already see the counter. What What's going on here that the Celtics aren't countering with this? I feel like the focus will be there because it has to be. It's always been there when it has to be. It's shaky when it doesn't have to be, but it's there when it has to be. And that's just what I'm leaning on. Maybe it's a little, there's my, my level of confidence is, is used to be like basically 90 to hundred percent. Maybe it's like 70% here and 30%. Come on guys, <laughs> you know, but that's where I am. Yeah. I mean, I would say my level of confidence is lower than that. I, I think, you know, like, I think when you watch, the, the last two games and just kind of how Embiid and Harden got what they wanted, right? Like that kind of looked repeatable to me. Like I, I just, the Celtics haven't had a lot of answers there. And then the other thing is like when, you, you know, we talk about focus, right? I think Al Horford is focused. I think he's just missing a lot of shots. Yeah. I think like, you know, like I don't necessarily look at this team and think to myself, I mean, maybe, in, maybe, um, you know, m- maybe in, why do I have all my games mixed up? Maybe game four, right? Like they didn't, they just looked terrible, right? Um, no, game five, game five, they looked terrible. I got all these games mixed up. Like that, like, I, I just think like, I don't know. Like, I don't like their, I don't like their energy. I don't like their, uh, but I, but I more just kind of don't like how the Sixers are getting what they want and how the Celtics just, even when they look focused, even when they look like they're trying, it's just not working. That, almost looks like the other team is better. Like when that's the case, sometimes the other team is just better. And I, I don't necessarily think that the Sixers are better. I think the Celtics have more good players, but like as things currently stand, like I think the last two games, the Sixers have just been objectively better. And that's uh, like, I don't know. That's, that's worrisome going back to Philly. Like, yeah, no, I think, I think the Sixers have been better. They were definitely better in game five. Yeah. They were, they were better for half of game four. Um, but that's um, that's it for me. 
I, I, I I'm not I'm not trying to be dismissive or or talk down about these guys. I just think that this team, the Celtics, is better talent wise. But as as I've said all season long, they are better talent wise than every team in the in the league. Yeah. If sorry, I'm pausing. Mm -hmm. You're feeling like you're jumping in. You're like, if, if they play the right way, if they play the right way, the Celtics are unbeatable. And anybody who's been a regular listener, you everydayers, you know exactly what I'm saying. Because I've said it a million times. If they play the right way, they are unbeatable. If they don't, they are average. And we've seen an average team too often. When Marcus Smart is sitting there saying like, huh. Maybe we should run. Like, no kidding you should run. You should have been running. When you play fast pace, I wrote a story months ago. I might have been in 2022, but at the very least it was in January. When the pace is high enough, they are great. When the pace drops to a certain level, they are not good at all. And that's what's happening. They played their lowest pace game, I think, of the season this last game. And that's just un acceptable and that's not just the Sixers figuring something out that's the Celtics not pushing the pace and I asked Joe Mazzulla about this and he says well yeah you just got to get stops like yeah sure that's also true but you can also run off makes that is allowed that is allowed get out there and run damn it run I sound like I'm channeling Tommy Heinsohn from the grave and I've like Tommy thank you very much for like giving me that run to the Walter, run, Walter, run. <laughs> Just go run. Damn it. It's so easy. And it drives me nuts. Okay, now you can go. No, I mean, I, I was I was gonna say, I, I think like I, I agree that the Celtics are the best team in the NBA at their, you know, at their best. And it's just like at some point, you just kind of I mean, you've touched on this before, like in, in other podcasts we've done. At some point, it's just like Okay, but do the thing that you say you're going to do. Like, right? Like, yes. Malcolm Brogdon going into game five was like, our backs are up against the wall. We see this is a must win game for us. And it's like, Shut okay. Up. I, Shut up. Stop lying. Yeah, why? That, but like, and I mean, I understand that there were missed shots, but like, you didn't, mm. you didn't play very well. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, and so, like, when I, like, you know, when you see like, you know, people, like, yeah, we're going to run, we're going to, we're going to do all this stuff. It's like, I, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I guess that's where I'm at. I, I, I don't feel as confident in this team because I'm just kind of at a I'll believe it when I see it thing. I certainly think they're capable. I again, I thought the Sixers were the better team in game five, and that doesn't bode well. But that doesn't mean I think the Sixers are a better team. I think the Celtics are a better team. I think it's just like I'll believe that they're going to be that better team that they are fully capable of being when I see it. And yeah, maybe that's game six. It totally could be. That's what happened last year. Right. Like I, and I, I know everybody's like, yeah, that was last year, whatever. Like that's true. But also like, we know they can bounce back. Like we've seen them do it. So like, but so, again, I will believe it when I see it because, and so not it. a moment sooner, <laughs> I guess. So do I, I look the clips that I was referencing there, there's a way that the Sixers are playing the playing Jason Tatum to kind of frustrate him where Marcus smart, somebody goes and sets a pin down screen and, Jason Tatum's coming up from the sideline to the middle and they're, they're kind of switching late when he beats the screen, they're switching, but they're switching late. And it's, it's, it makes Tatum think 
I might have a corner to turn and he's not, all of a sudden he doesn't. And I'm saying, okay, hey, that's, that's, that's pretty nice. It's a pretty good way to keep Tatum in front of you. Look at Marcus Smart. Uh, when he sets the screen and the other guy is chasing Tatum and it's a late switch, there's a half second there where Smart can just boop, cut back door to the, lane, to, to the, the rim. Very simple. Very simple. Cut to the rim. We talk about Joe Mazzula being outcoached. People want to say, ooh, Doc Rivers... He put in Daniel House. Man, look at that. Look at that coaching move. Joe Mazzula being outcoached. Ooh, Doc Rivers called that time out. Joe Mazzula never, would never being outcoached. That's not where he's being outcoached. That's not where he's being outcoached. Where he's being outcoached is something like that, where the, the Sixers make a very simple, hey, let's just – we're getting beat by Tatum. He's getting to the rim at, at will. We're just going to switch. We're going to do this late switch. You just get back. You circle back. You kind of try to, you know, get get back to the, the screener. And the Celtics are like, we will stay spaced. We will not make you pay for this defensive adjustment. That's where you get out coached. That's where you get out coached. It's a simple thing, but the Celtics are so, so, so focused on the three. And I've been saying it all year. This is where it shows up. Yeah. That when there is another play to be made, the tiebreaker always goes to the three. And instead of smart or whoever the screener is going, oh, look at this. There, there's, there's two on Tatum real quick. And cutting back door, because you are spaced in the other corner, cut back door Jason should see that that pass, make that pass, get two or three layups out of it. You know what's going to happen? No more late switches. That's what's going to happen. You don't have to sacrifice all your three-pointers. Just make a couple of cuts here and there so the other team's like, oh, man, we are getting crushed on these late switches. You know what? No, 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 no. No more late switches. We're done with that. Doc Rivers will guarantee take those late switches and like, whoops. I'm done with these late switches. That's it. You just got to do it once, twice, three times max. But they're not doing that. That's where you get out coached. Uh, I I wholeheartedly agree. I also you tore that paper up just for the thumbnail, didn't you? <laughs> I have other thumbnails that I was going for, but I might <laughs> I might I might lean on that on that one. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I I was literally trying to do like something dramatic. I almost knocked everything over <laughs> for that that effect. And I also ripped up blank pieces of paper. I feel bad about that. No, I I, I agree. I, I think that that's I think that's that's well said. I think that there has been a. a I mean, it's it's just so easy to, to to harp on the timeouts, right? It's so easy to harp on on these like those, it's easy to see low hanging fruit, right? Yeah. But I I do think that like it's it is it is so hard to be an NBA coach, but it is like unbelievably hard to be an NBA coach in the playoffs, and I I think. You know, other people have pointed this out too. This isn't an original point, but when you think about, you know, the just just the pure like um, y- y- like knowledge that that's gone out the door for the Celtics too, with you yep. know between um, Will Hardy leaving and obviously you know Eme, like like these are Damon. these are and, and you know Damon Stoudemire, yeah, like like these are big losses to that bench, yeah. and like it's so hard to coach in the playoffs. Everybody is on top of every single thing, and um, I mean it's yeah, like that's. That's tough. That's like it, I wouldn't even. It's it's 
it's one of those things where it's like I, I don't even know how much um, of being out coached is is Joe's fault. Like it's yeah, you know, yeah, like right. these are a lot of these things get delegated to assistant coaches. Yep. and uh, like Joe will, you know, Joe could tell you from experience. Like his his Miami scout was uh, you know was legendary. Yeah. Like yeah. like these guys like they do a lot of work during the postseason. So it's it's he's in it's we've said this a million times this year, but he's in a tough spot, man. Joe Mazzulla should get Joe Mazzulla to scout the Sixers. It might work. <laughs> Joe Mazzulla's got a lot going on right now, man. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. It's a good point. I wonder if Damon Stoudemire were here, if he would have seen something. I mean, he was like the guy who talked to Marcus Smart and, and yeah. talked to him as well. Yep. Oh, man. it's This is the worst I felt. And I cannot believe that they're here. But I also don't believe that this thing is over by any means. But they got to come out right out, right off the bat. They, they just got to come out right away. They can't get caught into oh we're down, you know, fifteen to eight again. Like you just can't do that. Got show some life, show some damn fight. All right, that's it. That's the end of my rant. Tom, thank you very much. Appreciate you, man. I feel I feel like we left people in a really happy, healthy place. We're in a good spot. We're in a good spot. Appreciate you. Man. Oh boy, yes. We are in a great place. It's just basketball after all. Um, I got to get myself to Philadelphia. So thanks for listening to the show. If you're a new subscriber, uh, new new listener, new watcher, make sure you're subscribing, whether it's on whichever preferred podcast app you use or if it's on the YouTube page, just uh, hit that subscribe button. Hop into the comment section. Let me know what you think about the show, about the team, all of that stuff. Share the podcast. Tell your friends and family and everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.